You're about to hear the Children's Hour podcast. Thanks for being a listener. You can find a lot more information about this episode at childrenshour.org. Enjoy the show. Why did the invading army bring acid? I don't know why. They wanted to neutralize the enemy's base. <laughs> it's time for the children's hour. Kids Public Radio. formidable vegetable their new cds called garbage guts that's we're all friends you're listening to the children's hour i'm katie stone i'm here with a lot of great people on zoom hello everybody hi, hi. Hello, hello. Hello. hi. 
Who do we have with us today? Hi, I'm Edgy. Hi, I'm Flo. Hi, it's Kate. Hi, it's Illuminata. Hello, it's Zen. Hello, it's Andreas. Hi, it's Daniel. Hello, it's Lily. Hello, it's Lily May. And our right-hand woman, Sam, is here. Oh, hi. Well, hello, Sam, and hello to everyone on Zoom and all our listeners everywhere. I'm really excited about today's show because today we're going to be learning about autism with David and Justin Flood. Together, they wrote a book called A Kid's Book About Autism. And we're going to find out more about what autism is and how it impacts people like Justin Flood, who has autism. We're also going to hear from Temple Grandin, who is a very famous person with autism. And she's going to tell us what she wishes she knew when she was a kid. Then we're also going to be talking with Dr. Walter DeHority. He is running a clinical trial for the COVID vaccine for children. These trials are happening all over the world, and we're going to learn a lot more about them. But in the meantime, this is brand new from the Cuddly Koalas right here on the Children's Hour. This is a happy world for you and me. Let's care for each other. Love is all we need. We are happy families Living as one Under the sun and the moon Together Love is all we need We are happy families Let's learn, play and grow Together forever Love is all we need we share this world with one another Let's be kind You know what it is Love is all we need We share this world with one another Let's be brave You know what it is Love is all we need We are happy families Living as one under the sun and the moon Together, love is all we need We are happy families Let's learn, play and grow together forever Love is all we need We share this world with one another Let's be kind what it is Love is all we need We share this world with one another Let's be brave You know what it is Love is all we need You're listening to the Children's Hour and our guests today are David and Justin Flood. Together they wrote the book A Kid's Book About Autism. Welcome to the Children's Hour. Thank you so much for having us, Katie. We're excited to be here um, from New York, about an hour outside of New York City. We live in a town called Northport, Long Island. Our kids crew is here to talk with you about your book and about autism in general, because a lot of kids have heard the words autism, autistic, and they probably know kids who have autism or are autistic. And 
I think that we have a lot to learn. So, Airdrie? We met two boys that we played with very good at had autism the day before yesterday. So, how do, do they it play? again tomorrow, Airdrie. How do they play, like, very good? We played together doing races and... We throwed water balloons at each other, <laughs> and we sang songs together. That's awesome. What is autism? What is autism? It's a mental, highly, um, it's a brain thing. Sure, Illuminata. So the, the simplest definition of autism is that it's a developmental disability. So what those two words mean are developmental is the way someone grows and a disability means that what comes easy to some people might not be that simple for others because of the way that their body or mind works. And the word, if you looked up autism in a dictionary, it means people go within. They, a, a lot of people, again, I don't wanna make a generalization, uh, Illuminata, but a lot of people with autism seem to live in their own worlds. In reality, it's really just one world and the world is to be shared in all kinds of ways and it doesn't mean because a person has autism that they want to be lonely some of us like me i love being around people i love looking in your eyes and hugging you and i am a real people person and yet I know people with autism and they are so content not being around anyone sometimes. But that doesn't mean that you don't want to be around people. Is that true, Justin? Mm -hmm. Is that how it is for you? What's it like for you when you're with people like now? It's okay for me. I try, I try to do like art on my app on my phone for stress relief. It's where you press around. It's like if you ever see a coloring book where all the numbers you like press them with your fingers, but now with the markers on. Mm. I think that's a really good idea to have something to do with your hands when you're feeling stressed out. Justin just got a new app on his phone for stress relief. I didn't know they had stress relief apps on the phone, but it's something that he uses and enjoys a lot. He likes meeting new people. Do you fit in with people? How do you fit in with people, Justin? Mm, um, kind of 50-50 because it's high expectations. Do you mean that people who you're trying to fit in with have high expectations of you, Justin, or the other way around? No, it's either both are the other way because when you go out like to the big city, you have to do like a high expectation like if you're trying to be a banker or an actor or uh, something else it yeah it can be hard flow to fit in with hard people but what dancer. we've tried to teach justin to do is rather than talking about himself is to ask people questions because nice that's there. about them because that shows that you're interested in them no it's because i um i found a lot of people get a lot of stress because they're because their families are supposed to be highly expected of them. Oh, yes. I think a lot of us can relate to wanting to, you know, impress our parents is really what that is, right? We want to make our parents feel good about us. How did you get autism? 
That's a great question, Illuminata. People are born with autism. It's not something you catch. So you're, you're born with it. And they really don't know what causes it. Uh, there's a lot of different things, but you don't catch it. It's something you're born with. And then you're slow. To, most people with autism, again, not I, to generalize, are slow to develop. I think I found a lot of problems that was either through smoking or through like, basically it's like Marietta, like an older age. Yeah, so we don't really know what causes autism. We just know that something does, and it's just a different way of thinking. We're talking with Justin and David Flood. They're the authors of a kid's book about autism. We're going to be right back right after this. Please don't try to fix me. Love me for who I am. Reimer from his CD, Love Me For Who I Am, songs celebrating children of all abilities. We're talking about autism today on the Children's Hour, and we're speaking with David and Justin Flood. They wrote the book, A Kid's Book About Autism, and the kids have some more questions for you. How do you know someone has autism? Oh boy, Lily, there's a lot of things you have to do a lot of tests that they do for kids about how they're developed. What they do is when a child develops, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 months, 14, 18 months, if they're not hitting different milestones, like speaking, have so many words at a certain time or rolling over or crawling or walking, a, a family would take a child to be evaluated and they might not have autism. They might just be slow to develop. Uh, but those are the things that start to uh, lead what are called developmental pediatricians uh, to examine kids and see if there are going to be slow to develop because some kids just catch up, but then some don't. They like Justin, Justin was starting to speak a, a little over a year and, you know, just have some sounds. 
And then he stopped speaking when he was 18 months old and he didn't make any more sounds until he was about four or five. I started watching these, these good old movies. Justin, when you have no problem speaking, and my guess is when you turned four and started talking again, you probably spoke in full sentences and knew everything being said to you. Sometimes we don't have to talk to get our message across. Absolutely. What do you wish people knew about autism? Exactly, Corbett, what Katie said before that that people are just like us. We're all, even though they might look like they're living in their own world, they're in our world, that they're just like us on the inside. And it might be harder to connect with them, but that doesn't mean you should stop trying. And, you know, I call when I, if you guys watch any of my speeches, you'll hear me say uh, three words, loneliness is toxic. You know, being alone is okay. When you're not around people, that's okay. But when you're lonely, that's a feeling. And a lot of people with autism um, are lonely. And I, I would like Corbett people to know that, that they're just like them. They take a little more time to get to know them. Justin, what would you like people to know more about you? That we're not just machines, we're just people. Justin Flood and his dad, David Flood, wrote the book, A Kid's Book About Autism. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today about autism. Thank you, Katie. Take care, guys. Learn more about our guests at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Kids and Autism. Lots more coming up. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I am kind. I'll be your friend. Will you be mine? I can share a smile. I am kind. I am brave I do it though I feel afraid I can do the hard things I am brave And I am love I wrap my arms around myself In a great big hug I am love Hour is a production of the Children's Hour Incorporated. The Children's Hour is supported by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment and educational experience in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse reopens on June 2nd. Learn about camps, play, and other educational opportunities, as well as future locations and events at electricplayhouse.com. Support provided by the County of Bernalillo, New Mexico. Burnco.gov. Support is also provided by the City of Albuquerque Cultural Services Department. 
The Children's Hour Kids Crew and our creative team have written a Children's Hour original musical, Icky, the radio musical. Learn about the pre-screening at childrenshour.org. I wrote this song, There's, There's no, no One Exactly, exactly like, like You, because I found that each, each person, person has a specialness inside that's, that's different from anyone else. No one exactly like me. No one exactly like you. No one who can do anything exactly like you. You do so when you walk down the street. Everybody should tell that you're an absolutely unique, yeah. individual. Yes, 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 no one exactly like me. No one exactly like you. Who can do anything exactly like you do, you do exactly like you do, 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 Today on the Children's Hour, we're learning about autism, which is a developmental disability. That means people are born with autism and live with being autistic all of their lives. Some people say autism is a disorder, and some people just say it's a condition. But either way, autism causes people to experience the world differently from the way others do. It can be hard for people with autism to talk with others or communicate using words. Kids who have autism might keep to themselves, and some can't communicate without special help. Autism can cause people to act in unusual ways. They might flap their hands, say certain words over and over, or play with only one particular toy. Some kids with autism don't like changes in routines. If someone has autism, it means his or her brain has trouble with an important job, making sense of the world. Every day, your brain interprets the sights and sounds, smells, and other sensations that you experience. If your brain couldn't help you understand these things, you might have trouble functioning, talking, going to school, and doing other just normal everyday stuff. A kid who has autism might have trouble linking words to their meanings. Imagine trying to understand what your mom is saying if you didn't know what her words really mean. Mm -hmm. 
people can be mildly affected by autism, and they might only have a little trouble in life, or they can be very affected by autism, such that they need a lot of help. Autism affects about one in every 54 kids, but no one really knows what causes it. Some scientists think that kids might be more likely to have autism because it or other similar disorders run in their families. Knowing the exact cause of autism is hard because the human brain is very complicated. The brain contains over 100 billion nerve cells called neurons. Each neuron may have hundreds or thousands of connections that carry messages to other nerve cells in the brain and body. These connections and the chemical messengers they send, called neurotransmitters, let the neurons help you see, feel, move, remember, and work together as they should. But for some reason, some of the cells and connections in a brain of a person with autism, especially those that affect communication, emotions, and senses, don't seem to develop quite the same, but other parts of the brain get a lot more use in people with autism. And that can explain why some autistic people have extraordinary savant-like abilities in math or music or art. There is no cure for autism, and many people with autism don't want a cure. But doctors and therapists and special teachers can help kids with autism. Different kids need different kinds of help, but learning how to communicate is always an important first step. Spoken language can be hard for kids with severe autism to learn. Many people with autism understand words better by seeing them, so therapists might teach them how to communicate by pointing or using pictures or sign language. Therapists can also help kids learn social skills, such as how to greet people, wait for a turn, and follow directions. Some kids need special help with living skills, like brushing their teeth or making a bed but others have trouble sitting still or even controlling their tempers, and they need therapy to help them control their behavior. Some kids take medications to help their moods and behavior, but there really isn't any medicine that will make a child's autism go away. Most kids with autism will grow up and be able to live on their own. Those with more serious problems will always need help of some kind, but all people with autism have bright futures when they have the support and understanding of doctors, teachers, parents, brothers, sisters, friends, and everyone in our community. There are many famous people with some form of autism, like Daryl Hannah, the actress, Christopher Knowles, the poet, Dan Aykroyd, the comedian, Gary Newman, the singer and songwriter, Satoshi Tajiri, the inventor of Pokemon, and Temple Grandin, who we're going to talk about more and hear from soon, the inventor of humane food animal handling systems. These days, we say that people who have autism are on the spectrum. And what that means is autism is a spectrum. Some people with autism are deeply affected and other people are mildly affected. Either way, people with autism belong in our world and there's a place for everyone. We can make room and we can make time to learn how to be friends with people with autism. 
If you see someone at your school sitting by themselves all the time at lunch or in the library, why not sit next to them and learn more about them? Many people with autism are experts in certain areas and you could learn a lot from them. When you become a friend of a person with autism, it doesn't just benefit the person with autism, you get a benefit too. Because like all people, people with autism can be great friends. We're gonna learn a lot more about autism from Temple Grandin, coming right up right here on the Children's Hour. Temple Grandin was born August 29, 1947. She's an American scientist, an activist, and a prominent proponent for the humane treatment of livestock for slaughter. She's author of more than 60 scientific papers on animal behavior and a consultant to the livestock industry on animal behavior. Plus, she's an autism spokesperson. She's one of the first individuals on the autism spectrum to document the insights that she gained from her personal experience of autism. She's currently a faculty member with the Animal Sciences in the College of Agricultural Science at Colorado State University. In 2010, she was named one of the most influential people in the world. She's also been known as a hero because Temple Grandin demonstrates that when you focus on what you love, you can make a fantastic career out of it and 
help others in the process. Learn more about Temple Grandin at her website, templegrandin.com. Grandin, and I am Professor of Animal Science at Colorado State University. I can't emphasize enough the importance of early education intervention. When I was three years old, I had no speech, all the classic symptoms of autism, but fortunately I got a really good speech therapist and a teacher who worked with me on teaching me how to take turns. And when I got into elementary school, my ability in art was always encouraged. You want to take that thing the kid is good at and expand on it. Good at math? Let's expand on it. Then, when I got older, I was bullied and teased. That was one of the hardest times I had. High school was beyond completely awful. And the only places I was not bullied and teased was when there was a shared interest with other students for riding horses, model rockets, or electronics. This is why it's so important to get kids into things like band, theater, 
woodworking, uh, metalworking, robotics, things where there's a shared interest with other students. Another thing we need to be doing is teaching working skills. I'm seeing too many kids graduating sometimes with honors, and they haven't learned how to work. And we need to start teaching those working skills in middle school. There's no paper routes anymore, so we have to do a paper route substitute, such as dog walking for the next-door neighbors every single day, volunteer work in the community, and then the instant they're legal, they need to be getting uh, real jobs. Uh, another problem they've got autism, since they changed the guidelines in 2013, it's such a big spectrum. And you're going to, it goes all the way from Silicon Valley computer programmers to somebody who's not able to dress themselves. And that makes it difficult. People get too locked into the label. Temple Grandin's interview was recorded by the Child Mind Institute. Learn more about their work at childmind.org. I sit beside the fire and think of all that I have seen Of meadow flowers and butterflies and summers that have been Of yellow leaves and gossamer in autumns that there were With morning mist and silver sun and wind upon my hair I sit beside the fire and think of how the world will be Winter comes without a spring that I shall never see For still there are so many things that I have never seen In every wood, in every spring there is a different green
Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token Ibis, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org. The Children's Hour Kids crew and our creative team have produced a pandemic musical, Icky, a radio musical. The premiere event is May 2nd at 4 p.m. on Zoom. You can sign up at childrenshour.org. Stop the Bullying is Iri Goose. It's the title track from his brand new release. And over the break, Little Wild Universe, Claudia Robin Gunn gave us Stars Dreaming of Stars. I Sit and Think is Daniel the Brave. And going further back, we had lots of great music. Karen Kay and the Jitterbugs, Turtle Dance Music. And we had the radio debut of Pierce Freelon's brand new CD, Black to the Future. Find 
our complete playlist at childrenshour.org. And coming up next on the show, we're going to talk with someone who is doing the COVID vaccine trials with kids. But first, here's some classic Bill Harley right here on the Children's Hour. I was sitting on a bench in the park, watching all the people till it gets dark. Smiling at the people passing by, some look away, some say hi. Some are big, some are small, some are short, some are tall. Some got hair down to their knees, some got hair just like me. Everyone's a little bit different, everybody that I see. Everyone's a little bit different, that's okay with me. Everyone's a little bit different, black, white, red, yellow, brown. Everyone's a little bit different, that makes the world go round. But it does, spins round and round. Some like earrings on their nose, some paint the nails upon their toes. Some get off on purple hair, some like a bright red underwear. Some like ketchup on their eggs, some like hair upon their legs. Some wear sandals, some wear boots. One man's poison is another man's fruit. Everyone's a little bit different. Everybody that I see, everyone's a little bit different. That's okay with me. Everyone's a little bit different. Black, white, red, yellow, brown. Everyone's a little bit different. That makes the world go round. It's a miracle to me. Peter invited me for dinner the other day, and when I got over there, he was mixing something up in a bowl in the kitchen, and I want to tell you, I mean, it was just so nasty looking, and I thought, what am I going to do? I said to him, Peter, you know, what I like is how we're different from each other, and we still get along. I mean, I like things that you don't like, and you like things that I don't like, and I was just thinking, it's so great, for instance, if you wanted to eat something that I didn't want to eat, it would be okay, or vice versa, you know what I mean? And he said, you don't want to eat this? And I said, well, um, Peter, not really. And he said, well, that's okay. I said, yeah. He said, sure, it's really okay. You know why? It's for my dog. Everyone's a little bit different. Everybody that I see. And the dog ate it. Everyone's a little bit different. That's okay with me. And he liked it. Everyone's a little bit different. Black, white, red, yellow, brown. Everyone's a little bit different. That makes the world go round. You can't make me just like you. I can't make you just like me. I guess the best that we can do is just to let each other be. Everyone's a little bit different. Everybody that I see. Everyone's a little bit different. That's okay with me. Everyone's a little bit different. Black, white, red, yellow, brown. Everyone's a little bit different. That makes the world go round. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and with us on the show today is 
Dr. Walter DeHority. He is an associate professor of pediatric infectious diseases at the University of New Mexico. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Dr. DeHority. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great to have you. Maya Falcone is with me. Hi, this is Maya Falcone. Dr. DeHorty, you're studying the COVID vaccine for children. What what exactly is the COVID vaccine? COVID, as, as most people know, is a disease caused by the SARS coronavirus 2. And the vaccine is designed to protect people against that virus, prevent them from getting COVID. And so what this is, is you would inject a, a material that could be part of the virus, it could be part of the blueprint that is used to make parts of the virus, and then the immune system gets to practice against that harmless injection. So we don't inject them with the actual active virus. It's a part of the virus that's not capable of causing disease. So the body's immune system gets to practice fighting that in a safe environment, in a setting where it's not going to cause any problems. And then you can practice against that so that in the event down the road, you actually do see the real virus, your body and its immune system is ready to go because it's already practiced against the vaccine. What does the vaccine testing program look like for kids? Yeah, so we want to make sure before vaccines are used on anyone that they're safe and that they work. And so we start what's called a clinical trial where we take uh, healthy people of various ages. They could be kids, they could be adults, and we give some of them the vaccine and some of them get what we call a placebo, which is a, um, a shot that actually doesn't work. It's just like an injection of salt water. And then we follow those people over time and see how many get the disease and how many don't. And if the vaccine works, you will see very little disease in the people who got the actual vaccine, and you'll see much more disease in the people that didn't get it. And then that's how we know the vaccine works. We also look to see if there are any side effects, and we compare them between the two groups to see if the vaccine is safe. And they work basically the same for kids and adults. With uh, kids, we oftentimes try to cut down on the amount of blood tests we do on them because kids don't like to get those and a few other things. But the general idea is the same. Are there different side effects for kids than adults? Sometimes there are. And that's why we do uh, tests in both kids and adults. Kids aren't just little adults. And so we can't just uh, do one of these clinical trials in adults and then assume everything will be the same in kids. What does it take to be part of the vaccine trials? So as a participant, there would have to be a study site where you live. So there's over 100 study sites, for example, in some of these trials. So if you happen to live in a, a state that has one of those study sites, you might be able to enroll. You would have to contact the study team and see if you're eligible. You have to make sure you're the right age, that you're otherwise healthy. They have to ask you some screening questions. And if you pass all that criteria, then there's a chance you could be enrolled in the clinical trial. If you go to clinicaltrials.gov, so that's a website, clinicaltrials.gov, that actually has a search function and you can list 
uh, keywords like COVID vaccine trial, children, or pediatric, and you can search by state, by country, um, even by manufacturer, Pfizer, Moderna, and you can see what trials are up and running. You can also identify a trial, and there's a separate tab that'll come up that says locations, and you can click on that, and it'll list all the different hospitals that, that are participating in that trial. If every kid gets the vaccine and every adult gets the vaccine, can we say goodbye to COVID forever? Um, probably not. My guess is this will probably be like the flu where it keeps coming back every year. I think we may get to the point where we can control it like the flu, where it kind of gets beaten down. And if we vaccinate enough people, we can sort of have a handle on it. So it's not having an outbreak and a pandemic every year like this. I kind of think that it might be here to stay, however, but we don't know. Do you think that the vaccine will be like the flu in the sense that there will be like a COVID shot every year where like the flu shot, you get it every year and it is supposed to prevent you from getting it? No one knows for sure. My guess is yes. Uh, I think because this might be around for a long time um, and because the virus looks like it's mutating, so it's changing a little bit. This is exactly or very similar to what the flu does. So one reason we get a flu shot every year is that there's a little different version of the flu every year. It kind of changes a little bit. So it's like the virus puts on a, a fake mustache and glasses and a trench coat every year. So the immune system doesn't quite remember exactly what it was from last year's vaccine. So you got to give a new vaccine. And a lot of scientists think that COVID may be heading that direction where we're going to need to get a, a COVID shot every year to sort of boost our immune response and give it a refresher course. Dr. Walter DeHorty is Associate Professor of Pediatric Infectious Diseases at the University of New Mexico. Very soon, he's going to be running a pediatric clinical trial, and you can follow the UNM newsroom to learn more. We're also posting a link to that at childrenshour.org. Dr. DeHorty, thank you so much for taking the time and being with us on the Children's Hour today. No problem. It was my pleasure. It's 
It's a brand new day A brand new day Beaming with wonder Wherever we go It's a brand new day It's a brand new day As soon as the sunrise Kisses the blue skies It's a brand new day So let's make the most of Everything we It's a brand new day It's a brand new day background oops a daisy is forget the whale and you just heard erica rabner from her brand new cd we got this you're listening to the children's hour and you can learn a lot more about autism with a lot of links we posted to our website childrenshour.org look for this episode kids and autism Children's Hour is written and produced by Katie Stone. We record our shows at the Sunspot Solar Studio in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with help from all of us on the Kids Crew. Find lots of information about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to Justin and David Flood for being on the show with us today. Thank you to Dr. Walter DeHorty for joining us today. Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts or at patreon.com slash the children's hour or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast we post our photos and more on instagram facebook and twitter find us at tch radio our theme music is written by ck Barlow. the children's hour is distributed by the children's hour incorporated and the public radio exchange prx and the pacifica radio network Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour Kids Public Radio.